you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which is found in the back of the Bible, page 1938, Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 7. Hear the word of God. Then the angel showed me the river of water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God of spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show us his servants the things that must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. And you may be seated. All right, so I want you to answer this for me. If only, I know you can put something on the end of that, can't you? If only I had either done something in the past, or if only I had right now, or if only I had whatever, or if only this would, you know, there's all kinds of ways we can finish that sentence. If only. Isn't that what hope is? Or is it? Well, this is the first Sunday of Advent, the Sunday that we talk about hope. The four candles all represent certain things. The first one is the candle of hope, then peace, then joy, then love, and then the Christ candle we light on Christmas Eve. But hope, do you know what hope is? I'm sure I'd probably get a couple of different definitions if I asked you. But one of them would be wishing, wouldn't it? Do you ever think of hope as a wish? What about hope as knowing? Because that's what hope really is. See, a wish is not hope, and hope is not a wish, according to the Bible anyway. But according to the Bible, there's also something that is mentioned in the book of Job chapter 8. And it says, when a nation loses, when a nation removes itself from God, they lose hope. I don't know about you, but if I look back, coming up on 2023, if we look back over the last 22 years, has our nation as a whole moved closer to God or away from God? I think the answer is pretty clear. Now, you may disagree with me, and, and please, if you disagree with me, show me where I'm going wrong, because I feel like we've moved away from God. I study history a lot, and I've seen lots of godless societies, and I know what happens to them. Because when you get closer to God, you have hope. When you get further away from God, you start to lose hope. The most hopeless people in this world 
don't have a good relationship with God. But the most hopeful people in this world have a great relationship with God. And the thing is, wherever you are, as I was trying to tell the children, you can be somewhere else. You can go either way. I want to help you go closer to God so you can find more hope. But first we have to really, I guess, define what hope really is. Now, it's mentioned many times in the Bible. I don't know exactly how many times, but a couple of the the really big ones are in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, when, this, when Paul says, these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So hope is in there in the big three, faith, hope, and love. What about faith? How are faith and hope different? Well, if we turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction of their reality. So faith and hope are not the same thing, but they do very closely work together. So let me give you a story. When I was still going into the office and I I woke up late, yeah, imagine that, Eric, I was late for something. (laughs) I, again, I apologize for that. But anyway, I was late for work and I could either take the interstate or I could go along Route 40. And this morning, for whatever reason, I decided to go along Route 40. Well, there's lots of, lots of traffic lights. So I'm pulling up to the traffic light by the State Patrol barracks in St. Clairsville, and I kept saying, I hope that light stays green. I hope that light stays green. That's not hope, though, is it? That's wish. Because hope, I had no control at all over that light. It was either going to turn red or yellow and then red, or it was going to stay green. And nothing that I could do was going to change that. I could not control the electrical frequencies. I can't control the settings. There was not a cop standing there seeing me coming, waving at him, saying, please let me get through. No, I had no control over the situation. So that is not hope, because hope that God gives us has substance. It has power. It has control. But wishing for something is not hope. Though I was saying, I hope that light turns green, and you know what I'm talking about. We've all been in a situation like that, where I hope that this thing happens. I hope this situation turns out this way. But really, it's wishing. Now, expectant hope is different. When I expect something to happen, It's not that I wish it would happen. I know it's going to happen. That's where real hope is. When you expect it and you're certain that it's going to happen. Like, I hope in the Lord Jesus Christ's return. Because I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen because if I start even at the very beginning... We started at the end today, but if I go back to the beginning, there, in the very first chapter, are promises. And then I turn to chapter 2, more promises. Chapter 3, a big promise. It goes on and on and on. Promises that God has never failed on, ever, and never will fail on. And then we read this morning, he says, behold, I am coming soon. That's another promise. Because when God speaks, 
It's a promise. You can take it to the bank. I don't know what they, they would know what to do with it, but you could take it to the bank. But you know what I'm saying. Figure of speech. We can hope in what God has said, and we know that he will return. So this society that we live in now that has become very godless, I shouldn't say that. It's more like Paul said, having a form of godliness but denying its power is what he said. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. So when a society moves away from God, they got to look to somebody to solve the problems, right? Somebody's got to solve these problems that we have. So who are we looking to these days? By and large, people are looking to the government. I recently came across something. I don't watch the news. And I stopped watching the news about four or five years ago, and I'm glad I did. I have been so happy since then. Now, I'm not telling you don't watch the news, because some people may need to watch the news, but it's been good for me. But anyway, what I'm saying is I had no idea what was going on in this election, that there was an expectation of this, what they called the red wave, where Republicans are going to take over in large numbers the Senate and the House. Didn't happen. People were putting their hope in the wrong things. There was hope that Trump was going to announce that the military was taking over and he's president. Didn't happen. There's hope that it's going to happen on December 12th. You know, I don't see it happening for many reasons, but we won't get into that. But anyway, when we put our hope in the government, our hope is going to fail. It's not true hope. But when we put our hope in Jesus Christ, we can be guaranteed there will be no failure. No failure. Has Jesus ever let any of you down? Truly let you down? Now, you might say, well, God let me down because, okay, I understand. Things happen. But has he really let you down? I don't think anybody can say yes. If you can say, yes, he's let me down, please let me know, because I could be wrong. But ask yourself, has he really let you down? And if he hasn't let you down yet, is he going to let you down in any of his promises? We say, that was written 2,000 years ago. Actually, it was about 2,026 years ago, roughly, maybe 25 in the year 97 A.D. Maybe it was 95. I can't remember. It was written a long time ago, what we read. And he says, I am coming soon. He is. But what's soon? Because the life of a person to God is but a twinkling of an eye. A day to the Lord is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. God doesn't live in time the way we do. Will his return be in our lifetime? We don't know. But if it is, praise God. If it's not, praise God. Why? Because we have the hope of what's coming in what was said there. Can you imagine a city where the street 
are solid gold. So clear. Not gold like we would see, you know, because every bit of gold that we see has a little bit of some kind of dirt or something in it to make it a little less pure. But so pure that it is crystal clear. Can you imagine water running from the throne of God that when you drink it, you thirst no more? Can you imagine trees along that river that you eat them, the fruit of them, and you live forever? Can you imagine that? That's what is coming. That's what our hope is. That's why we celebrate Advent. And that's why we celebrate hope on the first week, because he is coming again someday. And with his return, do not fear. You have nothing to fear for unless you don't believe that he's returning. If you believe he will return, you have nothing to fear. But you know what? What about the time that I did? I don't care what you did. He has forgiven our sins, even the ones we have not yet committed, because he is outside of space and time, and he said, this entire lifetime of this person, I forgive this sin, this one, before you were ever born, they were forgiven. Before you ever committed them, they were forgiven. So I don't care what you did in the past, do not fear that. Your hope is in Christ you are forgiven, you will go to heaven. If you have confessed with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And if you haven't, or if you're not sure, then do it now. Just say, I believe, Lord. I believe you. I believe that Jesus died for me. Say it and believe it, and you will be saved. And you'll have nothing to fear. And you can hang on to that hope that is coming. When we put our hope in anything else, it falls short. The governments fail. People fail. Promises fail. But Jesus Christ never fails. Can you imagine getting to a time when we no longer miss deadlines. We no longer regret the things we've said. We no longer push people away. We no longer marginalize people. We no longer legitimize sin. That's what's going on when we put our hope in the government. We have legalized abortion. Even though we've delegalized it, they're finding ways to make it legal. We have morals that are used to be, you wouldn't even think of such a thing, and now it's like, okay, yeah, whatever's good for you is good for me. We have God pushed so far away from who we are, I am surprised to even still print on the money in God we trust. Do we? We do. But does our society as a whole? But we will get back to that because we have hope in Jesus Christ. The people that are what society would call less than us, 
they will be greater than us. Those who are sick will be healed. Those who are forgotten will be known. Those who feel like they amount to nothing will be lifted up. Everything is going to change when he returns. But until then, because again, we don't know if it'll happen in our lifetime or not. We never know. Generation after generation has never known if it would happen in their lifetime or not. You know, when they first started putting the Bible together, many things were written that didn't make it in the Bible. They were written because they said Christ is returning next week or in a month or in a year. Those things didn't make it because they started to realize, you know, when he said, I'm coming soon, maybe he meant to, according to his time and not ours. So every generation from the beginning has thought that his return is imminent, and it is. But until then, we don't party like it's 1999. That was 23 years ago. We live today in this world that we have And we do the best we can with our God in relationship with him. And by that I mean talking to him daily, seeking him out daily, asking him what can I do to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday? What can I do to help people a little more than I did the day before? What can I do to not marginalize people? What can I do to not legitimize sin? What can I do, Lord, to change my life? When we ask those questions... We start to understand what hope is because that draws us closer to God. And as I said, the closer you get to God, the more hope you have. But if you just say, ah, okay, yeah, sure, I'll get around to that someday. Next thing you know, you're you're drifting away and society's pulling you away and it's hopeless. It's not hopeless. It's never hopeless. Praise God we celebrate this every year at this time to remind us of the wonderful hope we have in Jesus Christ. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what does. It gets me excited. Sure, it's exciting that Christmas is coming. It's only, what, 30 days away or so now? I don't know, maybe less. But isn't it exciting to know that someday we don't have to live like this anymore? We don't have to live like this. And I look forward to that day. And that's what true hope is. Because I don't wish for that day. I know that day is coming. And all of us can know that day is coming. So careful what you wish for. It may not happen. But when you hope, you can guarantee it's going to happen. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your hope the hope that you give us, the hope that you promise, the hope that you show us. All the ways that you have proven time and time again that you are who you say you are, and you will do what you say you're going to do. And Lord, if there's any of us among us that is having a hard time struggling with that understanding, then please pour your Spirit on us right now that we may understand it better that we may walk away from here saying, okay, I understand hope now. Lord God, we know you can do this and we're asking you to do this for us. And when those doubts come back, remove them and give us hope once more. 
Thank you, dear Lord, for your great gift of hope. Among the greatest, thank you, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.